If you would like to know different strategies to improve your quality life during your cancer journey, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Taking Charge of My Cancer podcast, where I'll be interviewing different healthcare professionals, cancer survivors, and I'll be teaching you different resources, tips, and solutions so you can get the best outcomes while dealing with cancer. Welcome to Taking Charge of My Cancer, Episode 8. I am Derly Munoz, your host, and I'm so excited to have a very special guest today. We have uh, uh, one of our guests today is Rena Arndt. Um, Rena has been married for 33 years. Her husband, Tom, and her have two children, 31 and 29. She has been a pharmacist for 34 years. And she uh, loved to be in a community pharmacist, loved meeting people where they are from a young age, and she has been drawn to taking care of people in need. Her passion has turned into educating people about taking care of themselves. She recently got certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She considered herself an integrative medicine pharm pharmacist. She believes when the traditions and knowledge of the Eastern medicine meet the science and that of current day medicine, we can truly care for our own bodies. She gets so excited to learn information that she can bring to her patients to improve their quality of life and truly is all about quality of life. She had also learned personally that it is so hard to be consistent and that having a person that they can say, hey, let's start here and move forward one step at a time makes all the difference. She likes to tailor a plan that works for each individual. That is what meeting people they are is all about her. It is considering the time, cost, and commitment and seeing it from the other side. So, Rena, thank you so much for being here. And you actually has been so helpful to me. And then we will talk a little bit more about that in a second. So, again, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Darlene. This is uh -huh. very exciting. Absolutely. So you want to tell us about your business, your mission? How do you end up here? Well, um, as you said, I've been a pharmacist for 34 years, um, always working. I started in hospital, but I ended up in a community type of setting out in the world, uh, Publix, you know, um, that type of setting. And then a specialty compounding pharmacy, etc. Um, I loved being a pharmacist. And uh, when I decided about a year and a half ago to leave the pharmacy setting because I, I, was need, I wanted something more. I wanted to really, the pandemic had happened. We were in the middle of that. And I missed being able to connect with patients. So um, actually a patient of mine went to great lengths to find me and text me and say, okay, we need you. You cannot, you're not done. So I decided to start my consultant pharmacist business, which is called Wellness PharmD. Um, weird name, I know, but I wanted to incorporate the fact that I was a pharmacist and a wellness really matters to me. So I kind of put the two words together. So Wellness PharmD, that is my business and that's what I love to do. That's awesome, that's awesome. Were you ever planning to do this? Like just being a pharmacist to begin with? Um, I, so, you know, as any young girl, um, 
my parents having immigrated from um, another country, from India, actually, they wanted me to be a doctor. You know, that's what every Indian parent wants for their child, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, something just didn't seem right. And um, I came upon the profession of pharmacy. And I love it because I get to do a little bit of both. And I feel like I'm more... I can stretch my hand and touch the patient just as much as a doctor does yet spend more and more spend more time with them. So no, I didn't plan on pharmacy. I definitely did not plan on the business. Um, It is something that came out of an unexpected and a difficult turn in my life. And I had to make a decision. And as my, first patient that made me think about starting the business said, I wasn't done taking care of patients. I wasn't done learning and hence grew the consultant pharmacist business. That's awesome. That's awesome. Would you like to tell me a little bit more about what is this medicine farm, like integrative medicine pharmacist? Like that was totally news to me when I saw that. I was like, oh, this is really a new concept to me. Right. So, you know, when we think about um, integrative physicians, integrative healthcare, we are thinking about the whole patient. Um, How I think about it is I still uh, love being in a pharmacy dispensing medications. But what I realize is that the the business of pharmacy itself doesn't give too much time either to the patient or the pharmacist and kind of checking in with each other and saying, hey, you know, this medication, this is what you can expect. We pharmacists are trained to do that. But then to go to the next step and say, but this is what you can do to manage that. Because sometimes medicine is needed, Uh, prescriptions are needed, but yet patients don't necessarily understand why or what to do with side effects or how they can augment the effects of the medications, right? There are a lot of things we can do um, that kind of help the medications do a better job even. Um, So it's integrative pharmacy, medicine and pharmacy to me, and I think I might have I don't think I coined the term, definitely, but I know I use it now because I don't just look at what I'm dispensing or what a patient's number is. I look at the whole patient, including how does the patient look? You know, how is their color? How what, how does their hair look? You know, are they smiling? Are they What do their eyes look like? So I can, you know, I want to look at the whole patient and treat the whole patient. You know, and that's amazing. You know, again, independently with now you're so looking with a completely eyes uh, a patient but sometimes when I come across with some of the patients is you know you go to the pharmacy and you come with a prescription and they end up with all these medications that sadly some of the pharmacies don't look at the whole picture and they just keep dispensing stuff right because that's what the doctor prescribed Mm-hmm. And then it's like when they come to us and they have this huge list of medications, it's like, wait a minute, why are you taking three things for pain? What are you taking two things or three things for blood pressure or whatever? 
I mean, like, have you ever bring all your list of medications to your doctor and say, hey, somebody better pay attention to all this because they have multiple physicians who will prescribe multiple things right. and they just land on the pharmacy and they just pick everything up and they just take everything, right? So yeah. it and is- And I also, I also came to the, um, because I love what I do as a pharmacist, I realized um, the pharmacy, you know, we had kind of taken the- personal because I graduated at a time where you still went to the mom and pop which you know uh, that's not where our world is but it's made patients kind of not look at pharmacists as true healthcare providers and I want to change that because pharmacists can offer a lot mm -hmm. um, in different areas so I also wanted to bring that to the forefront with okay. this business awesome Will you give us three valuable tips that you have learned about your journey that can be beneficial to our patients? Yeah, definitely the best. Um, I would say the foremost, and this was a hard lesson to learn, is that even in the depths of the worst of things that you may be going through, that I had to go through to get to this business, as an example, um, you have to look for that. You you have to look for that that can um, elevate you just a little bit and go, okay, this is the next step and then take the next step. So um, even the worst of things, there's a time frame as far as I'm concerned in the sense that you have to grieve, you have to give yourself that opportunity, but then make something of that. Um, that I would say is the first lesson that I've learned. The second is you have to be flexible. Um, I never in my wildest dreams imagined this, um, including talking to you today. It, it is so <laughs> ironic that, you know, I am because I just finished this course uh, on, in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and took the board exam, passed the board oh. exam. So I'm trying to- Congratulations. Thank you, <laughs> wellness. So yeah, um, to be flexible. And I would say the third thing is to really look at, you know, as a um, pharmacist, it's easy to go, oh, that's the next prescription or whatever. But I really learned, I never, even now, I don't, 34 years later, I look at that person in front of me as a patient and as a fellow human on this journey. And I think as long as I do that, that's awesome. I have a, I can, I can help. Excellent. That's awesome. Um, how about your most painful lesson? A painful <laughs> lesson is that just because it's, my dream and my vision doesn't mean everybody else is going to jump on board um, because it is my vision. It is my dream and it's going to take a hard work and it don't put it in a box because I did in the beginning, I had goals and I thought, Oh, you know, I'm a good pharmacist. Everybody is going to get on board. So that was even, even friends and family, they look at me and, you know, so, but that's okay. Just being able to say, it's my dream. It's my vision. Let me take it out into the world. But that was, that was a painful lesson to learn. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, 
is anything that you have that will be a value for our audience and will you share with us? Um, I think in this arena where you are working, there is a lot of uh, up and coming information and data uh, coming up. I think we already have a lot of data. We just don't, you know, most of the time patients don't have the time to go look for that, right? Um, and as a matter of fact, the course that I just did, I learned so much uh, about uh, treatment uh, as far as how as healthcare providers, we can have a supportive role, um, you know, in cancer treatment and um, the walking the steps with them. I think there is so much information on stress, how it relates, how that inflammatory process can have such an effect on our healing. Um, and there's information as to how to mitigate that, um, not just, you know, whether it's yoga or walking or, uh, but there's there are things that we can do, um, nutraceuticals that are available, uh, good ones to help with all that process internally. Um, so I do think um, that's something that I could really, that I would love to be able to help with and that I think I can. Awesome. And you actually brought a really good point, you know, as um, I'm doing this day in, day out, and, and what I see, one of the most painful or frustrations uh, for a lot of patients who are dealing with cancer is that fear, right? Mm -hmm. And with the fear comes a lot of stress. And with the stress comes a lot of sleepless nights. And with that, you know, we know that a lot of you know, our breast cancer patients will have to have some type of hormone blockers. Mm -hmm. And we know what that means, you know, with hormones are being blocked and you're estrogen and your progesterone goes down even i've been learning from you about even testosterone levels going down how much our body and mind just have to really take a toll on kind of learning how to now be without those and uh and so i think it is a super great that you're able to you know kind of like give them some information about you know so many things out there with supplements and be natural that can be so helpful um, even for those who are in some of kind of hormone blockers and we know they cannot take estrogen or progesterone but right. what else can be done to get that whole quality life right. improve because yeah. this is a journey right and it's a journey that for some of the patients maybe it's a non-end journey right because you always be a cancer survivor. You always be that next year milestone, the next time that you have the test and the next time you go do your mammogram or just seeing your follow-up. And then you do that for five, 10 years. And then it's like, now what do I do after that, right? Who do I go see? Who is going to continue being my coach if I continue having some issues with this? So sometimes yeah. we kind of feel like, you know, you need that help throughout yeah. your whole life you know because every year after year is a reminder of men you know a year ago I was diagnosed two years ago I was diagnosed yes. so it's super valuable so I'm so glad that you're here and that was the first thing I thought about like thinking about you and how much of that information uh, can really help our patients so thank you thank you it's true it's very true 
So how can people find you? Um, I actually have a website uh, called Wellness Farm D, W E L L N E S S P H A R M D, no spaces in between. Um, there is, I think, another, I don't know what it is, but it has spaces in between. But okay. And I usually will put it on the podcast so they'll have that information yes. in there. Um, I am, it's on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I am not a huge fan of social media. I shouldn't say that, but it's <laughs> not that I'm not, I don't have the time to really devote to it. I feel like I needed a second arena to do that. Right. But I have, um, gotten some help and they will be helping more. I'm trying to, uh, get an Instagram. Well, I have an Instagram account, but I'm trying to, so that's available. I can always be reached, um, by my, you have that information, my email or my phone. Uh, my phone is my business phone. Um, that being said, I do get robocalls just like everyone. So lots of times I tell um, friends that are referring other people, tell the patient to text me or email me, and then I will know it's someone that I need to respond right away. Okay. And that's what I do. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um what about free books that you will recommend for our art? Oh, you know, it's so funny. This is this when um when you uh think about so I am a person that really um looks inward a lot and you know really thinks about why you know our bodies are doing what it does or why our minds are doing what it does. And one of the other things that I am passionate about is uh our mental health. You know, and the pandemic has even made that yep. you know, in the forefront, right? So um, one of my uh, favorite books is um, The Alchemist. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, people are probably going to go, what is she talking about? But anyway, <laughs> it's uh, by Paolo Coelho, C-O-H-E-L-O. Okay. Uh, and it's about this uh, young boy, Santiago, looking for treasure, going from you know, traveling from uh, Spain to the Middle East, looking for the treasure. But in the end, um, learning that the treasure was within himself. So um, I lo love books like that. I, anything to do with the heart. Uh, another one is called Unbinding the Heart. It is by, um, I am going to say her name, last name wrong. She's Greek. Uh, Agape is her first name. Her last name is uh, Stasinopoulos. Stasinopoulos. <laughs> That's very close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but it truly is about how our heart, you know, when we keep it bound, um, whether it is, you know, the hurt or unforgiveness, whatever it is, then it affects the mind and the body also and how the heart can be the beginning of healing also, you know, even taking all the medications that we, we need more, we need inner healing. So uh, the other book uh, that actually um, that I am right now, I am in the process of reading that, but every page it's like, oh my gosh, why did I not read this 30 years ago? Um, it is called The Seed of the Soul. Uh, and the reason um, I started reading it is because I was watching Super Soul Sunday, uh, Oprah Winfrey's show, and she was talking about it. Uh, the author is Gary Zukav, Zukav, Z-U-K-B, I think. So those are the three books right now that I am just, yeah, 
I would say that I am, I would recommend to everyone. Great. Thank you. How about movies? <laughs> uh, I am not. So I never watched, you know, movies were not a thing growing up in my house. So movies came about as I had children. And um, so the one movie that I remember from my teenage years that I love or 20s that I love is um, Steel Magnolias. Everybody. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, the other movie that I walk around thinking about um, singing tunes to all the time, uh, it's because of the impact my children and my love for them and my little family. Um, it's The Lion King. Oh, the story, okay. what it teaches. And I know I, I thought no, she's going to laugh at me. No, 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 I think it's a great movie. But what it teaches, you know, children and uh, us adults. So um, I would say those are two. And and then, of course, I'm, I'm a goofy girl, just like with my son and daughter. We are, you know, Marvel junkies, Star Wars junkies, yeah. Lord of the Rings junkies. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, those are fun. Those are really fun. Yeah. Um, how about podcasts? Oh, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Optimal Living Daily is a podcast, actually, that um, I started, I came up on it when I was struggling to kind of make sense of where I go professionally and personally as I was trying to figure out about the next steps about three years ago. So, and what I like about it is you know, it's very short. It's very simple. It's like, try this, like keeping a gratitude journal or whatever. You know, it wasn't something that I had to listen to um, that I didn't have to listen for a long time, but I could every day get something out of that. Um, there, And the, the other one is, um, it's a meditation one. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on that but when I walk just because I am one of those people if I am stressing and I think maybe most of us do that which really hurts our you know blood pressure and heart rate um I will hold my breath so actually this one just helps me breathe it just you know three in four out so it, it will um just do that um, those are really the two that I, again, my dad don't, I would love to have time to listen to a lot of podcasts. My daughter, she is constantly, and she learns so much from them, but, um, the good life project is another one that I do when I have time, um, listen to. Perfect. I'm writing all those out because now people's like, I'm learning as well as I go. So it's pretty good. Excellent. Um, what uh, what is one question that you wish I'd you have I should ask you, and will you have answer it? Um, I I think without asking, really, you and I touched upon it. It is um, really to think about what does healing look like. You know, we talked about um, the sleepless nights, the fear, anxiety, and really the big word is stress. So as I was doing 
this course uh, with anti-aging and regenerative medication medicine. Every disease state that we touched upon, the number one thing that we had to get rid of was stress. You know, the number one problem. Well, we can't do that. Life is stress, right? Going to work. But what really I learned is that, um, and I guess that would be the question, how do you get rid of stress? Mm -hmm. But the answer is we can't get rid of stress. Stress is part of being out there and living the life. But then what do we do to kind of mitigate that once you you know, have your moment. I'm one of those people that if I'm stressed and I hold on to the stress and I think about the next, oh, you know, like everything, a little thing becomes really big. But that being said, when you have something like a cancer diagnosis, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to acknowledge that and sit with it, grieve, do the process. But then how do we get to that? healing part how do we get to the other side um so I think we touched upon it you kind of did but that was the question that I was that I would say directly yeah excellent excellent um one thing I wanted to ask you as well is um it's a lot of controversy right with estrogen progesterone so a lot of a, a lot of patients ask me okay, I, I really don't want to do hormone blockers because all these secondary effects, I'd rather just run the risk of another recurrence versus just really having all these secondary effects. Mm -hmm. um, what is your advice in general about, you know, I, I, again, I know that you, you've been great like with supplements and things like that, and it's case by case, but is anything in particular or you, you, you know you have an advice for them? Uh, what I would say is each of us, we have to look at the fact that we are an individual in ourselves. And there is a lot of information out there with data studies, with hormone um, blockers and uh, breast cancer or prostate cancer early detection later on we have to ourselves do the research now I love to do that I know not everybody you know that's what they like to do but going and looking for what information, and I don't mean Google, I mean NIH, uh, National um, Health Institute. I, there, there is a lot of information to be had there, studies that have been done, studies that are ongoing, um, both with um, chemotherapeutic agents, uh, how to dose chemotherapeutic agents, hormone blockers, uh, nutraceuticals and supplements. So get as much information because it's hard to get all the information because that's a lot of, and I don't even know, you know, that that's, um, and talk to different healthcare providers, your PT, you, 
good source of information, your pharmacist, uh, if they have time and, you know, pharmacists are a very good source of information. Uh, if they look like they're too busy to, you know, for you to ask them when it's a good time to reach out. Um, it is something actually today um, I had my new, one of my new patients today was a breast cancer survivor. Um, and, you know, for 20 years and she, she came to me, I, I thought she was crying when she called me last week. She just said, I want to, you know, I don't feel right. I want someone to help. So getting all that, getting as much information and then finding a village to help you it's not about just your oncologist or you know just a pharmacist just anybody find your village and let your village help you awesome. um, yeah. that's that's super that's a great way to to finish our podcast great advice and and yes so it's not like you know for audience out there they're not by themselves they're not alone it is really great support groups, but sometimes again, just find the good source of information. Sometimes a lot of support groups is all about the bad things and the bad things that happened to them and the, the surgery didn't go well or the chemo didn't go well, right. but there is so many good things out there that you can really learn and kind of make this journey as easy right. as possible with the best quality of life possible that they can be. So. Rina, thank you so much for doing this. I really thank appreciate you. it. I'm sure um, the audience is going to love um, your all the information and, and education that you just gave them. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing. This is, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.